what's good? It's another episode of Bet One, hosted by myself, Question Character. Kenneth O. Yeah, uh, this is the second one. You know, last one, last one, you know, I, I got out kind of late. You know, it was busy as shit last week. It's still kind of busy, but, um, you know, it's just your, your regular everyday sports show. I forgot the intro from last time. So, fuck it. We just, let me stop cussing. So, we just going to get into it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, you're trying to get monetized. This will be the last cuss word of this episode. I'm going to try my best. But uh, we'll get straight into it. Uh, Kenneth, what you got, man? First topic. Yeah, so the first topic, let me share my screen with everybody. Make sure I share the right screen. Is let's talk about John Morant first. Okay. Are the Grizzlies going to squander John Morant like any other small market team typically does when they have a superstar? So I'll I'll go ahead and start this one off first. So, first of all, um, especially thinking about Zion and Ja, they went one and two. And then looking at how Zion is in New Orleans is just like, Ja is an amazing player, very athletic, a lot of uh, hustle and grit. And I don't know, I think he needs to leave because it just seems like certain markets just do not do well with superstars and certain markets do. No matter how good you are, it's really hard to bring a championship home. Uh, We see how LeBron did it. He had to go to Miami, learn how to win and then come back to Cleveland. And then he had more confidence, and then he was able to win. So, in my opinion, my, LeBron James is the best player of all time. So, if he can't do it by himself, I don't know if anybody else can, at least right now. So, I think he got to go somewhere where he has a lot more help and better management. So, so scale of 1 to 10, where do you think it's help at? Uh, scale of 1 to 10, I would say it's a good 6. Okay. Okay. Not terrible, but it can be better. How about you? All right. I mean, I don't know. Should I should I give my point or should I ask questions? Like I'm really whatever you want to do. It's your world. So where 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 do you put? Okay, so a six. So six isn't bad. For but me, I think the, the I think the Grizzlies are a six organization overall. Like they're not a bad organization. They have good players. They do good, but they just can never win the big game, the big series to actually get over the hump, like regardless of who they have. And that's what I was going to say, because I don't feel like the organ, it's not a bad organization. It's not the Pelicans. It's not the Wizards. It's not the Magic. Like, it's not a bad organization. And it's one of the best small market teams. Like, also, what, maybe Milwaukee? Is Milwaukee considered a small market? Yeah, that's, it's, for some reason, they consider it a small market, even though it's one of the top 10 largest cities in the country. But they consider it a small market for some reason. Because it's cold, probably. <laughs> Maybe. Nobody wants to live there. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, so I think I, 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 it's a small market team, but I think they're a good organization. If you, if you can take it back to the, the Powell days, the Mark days, the Zebo days. Exactly. They try. And that's the thing. Like they aren't content with just taking the uh, yearly revenue like some teams are. Like I feel like like the uh the magic, the wizards, I mean wizards had the wall years, but there's there are some teams you could just the kings, you could just tell like they're just good with the the revenue at the end of each year. But I feel like that's, the Grizzlies try. They know they do try. And that's that's what makes it worse. Like I feel bad saying that he should leave Tennessee, the Grizzlies, 
But I don't know. Just Memphis is not a place where people want to live as well. Like players don't want to. Nobody's like, oh, I want to go to Memphis. Maybe if they were in Asheville, it would be another story. But Memphis is not really a uh, big draw for players. Like, oh, I want to go here. Yeah. Unless they come to Tennessee. So uh, one aspect is like they do very well with homegrown products. So I will say that, like, they can build a product. Can they keep? I mean, That's they kept Zebo. Zebo wasn't homegrown. He, didn't he start like in Portland uh, or something? Yeah. So, yep. so I think that was like their first true, like, I don't, I don't know if they traded for him or got him as a free agent, but that was their first true, like, let me, let me go get somebody. But as a free agent, like you just said, ain't nobody choosing Memphis. So exactly. I, it, I think it really, it has to start with job. But I like their player development. I will say that, I like job. I like Ja. I like J- if if they could get Jaron Jackson to play in the fucking paint. I already lost. If they could get Jaron Jackson to play in the paint a little bit more, then yeah. I would really love that squad. But they're like Dylan Brooks. They're developing nice. They got the one yeah. dude who just who just uh, uh I think I don't think his name is Baines. It might be Baines, uh, light skinned guy who just averaged two rebounds, two points, two assists, twenty two percent from the field, two turnovers at the beginning of uh Black History Month. What? Yeah, he did that like the sec- and it was February the second too. So it was like a bunch of twos. It was like he must have did that on purpose. <laughs> but uh he's he's coming along well. Like they develop players very well, mm. but I don't know. I don't I so I w I don't want to say they're gonna waste his years, but if, if it's championship or bust, they might. Like if you said A B, but what else you, is you, it though? When is it never champion? When is it not championship or bust? That's true. So you consider uh, Portland wasting? Yeah, Port- Portland has wasted yes. him a little yes. bit. Yes, yes, one hundred percent. So is Ja the next Damian Lillard? Oh, is Ja the next Westbrook? No, I'm joking. Nah, he's too good to be Westbrook. Somebody <laughs> will want him. That's the difference. Somebody will truly want Ja if he wanted out. And he has yeah. self awareness. But um, no, yeah, that, that's a good. That's a good point. That's a good comparison. Is he? Damian Lillard, and I would say only if he is stubborn like Damian Lillard, trying to say, like, oh, no, I won't go anywhere. I'll make my own team. Like, you see how that works for you. Yeah. People who went elsewhere got better. And teams who tried to get free agents and tried to get uh, more experienced players, they did better like Milwaukee last year when they got um, – or the year before last when they got um, Drew Holiday. Yep. Even though they, he didn't, they gave up a lot for Drew, yeah. they gave up a lot for Drew. So yeah, and they also maxed out Chris Middleton. So like Milwaukee is another team. Like yeah. if you try as a mid market, yeah. small market team, you can actually do it, but it's yeah. it's gonna cost because was it two or three first round picks for Drew Holiday? Yep, he came and did the job. So they did. They came and won, and that's the and that's the thing. But I, I thought I don't. I think since Memphis is so good at growing their own products, they don't want to go out and purchase and get a big splash free agent. They're like, you know what? We can do it with the people we have here. But I think that's actually, that's a good point. I think that's what's holding them back, a, a good free agent signing. Yeah. I think a good free agent signing and the fact that they develop their players, like when you develop a player, you have so much more, like especially for like a smaller market team, you have so much more love for them. So you're not going to be willing to really just trade them away. Because mm-hmm. you can't tell me a package of Dylan Brooks and Jaron Jackson can't get you a Ben Simmons. Or, like, Jaron Jackson is a baller, but 
if he's not gonna play in the paint, you can't do nothing with him. So you could package a, a nice little deal, but since you develop Jaron Jackson, you're not gonna just let him walk out the door, or you're not gonna trade him because he means so much to y'all for some reason. You won't. I would trade him, but that's me. I would tr- I would trade him. It's, it, if if you're not gonna go to the block, bro, you you six up, yeah. bro, and you shoot more. Yeah. Like he thinks he's KD. I don't understand why. And he's not a bad player. He really he's not. not. Yeah. I've always had a thing that I, I didn't like Dirk because as a seven footer, you should average a double double. And his highest career rebound was like nine nine. No, it wasn't. Yes, bro. It was not. They they rounded that bit. They they rounded it up. But his highest career year was like nine nine as rebounds. Like, bro, come at it, bro. You not. You got the nerve to say he's better than KG. I slap you. Hey, I hate living in Dallas for that reason. <laughs> no, I, I totally agree with you. He's not better than K. He's good. He's he's great. I will give him that. Yeah, yeah, you're right. He's great. But I would take KG over him, and I would take him only depending on how my team is currently made up. But if I had a random assortment of players, I'd be like, give me KG, and you can have Dirk. Because I'm going to get every rebound, even if Dirk can shoot. KG beats Dirk in rebounds, assists, steals, and blocks. What what more are we talking about, bro? And he wasn't a bad score. Like, and that's the thing. Like, yeah. Dirk is a really good score, but KG was not like he got like 25 and 12 seasons. Like, what yeah. are we talking <laughs> Even when he went to Boston, he was the I believe he was the best player when he went to Boston. It was just Paul yeah. Pritchard's team. Yeah, yeah. And KG respected that. It's like, I bet I ain't got a score. I can give you. 16 and 12, 17 and 12, whatever he did that first year when they yeah. won the championship. Yeah, 17 and 12, I think. But it, it is what it is. I'm sorry, I, I got off topic. <laughs> no, you're right. You're good. All right, now we're going to move on to... Um... I, I have one question. Sorry, before we move oh, on. Yeah. Go ahead. Go I'm ahead. sorry. Uh, we talked about... You You brought up Ja, uh, the dude for New Orleans. I want to bring in R.J. Barrett. Just quick, real quick. Who's going to have the better career winning-wise? Because they're trying in New York now. Yeah, yeah. So who do you think will have the best career like winning-wise? Uh, if if Barrett, championships are all that matters. I would say New York. I would say R.J. Barrett and the Knicks because of the reason that we named. Yes, the Knicks recently have not been good, have not been playing too well, but – they do have that history. The, the Grizzlies do not have that history. They don't have that. Um, they don't have that fan support. Like the NBA ratings when the Knicks are doing good is a whole different beast than when their Knicks are not doing good. So I just think with all the support that they have, the history that they have, and all of the great players that they used to have that would want to come back and help, I think that the Knicks would have a RJ Barrett with the Knicks has a better chance of yeah. winning more uh, championships. And they and, and I and not to say that Memphis or New Orleans don't care about the players. We know New Orleans don't, but Memphis actually might. But the fact that they wouldn't got uh Cam Reddish, that was an RJ Barrett move. Okay, this is your homie from college. Let's go get him. And he, and he and he's not bad. Let, let's go get him from Atlanta real quick. We can give up Kevin Knox, who ain't did nothing in, since he's been in New York. Right. He just was in the dunk contest and that's it. He was in the dunk contest? Yeah, I think so. How did that go? His rookie year, I don't, I, don't, I think he lost in the first round. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my bad, man. What's, what, what we got next? Joe Burrow. Well, actually, I'll put it the way you said it. 
Um, is Joe Burrow who Baker Mayfield thinks he is? I'll let you take this one. Dog, it's so fucking obvious. Like, it is so <laughs> obvious. Joe Burrow, like, Baker believes he's Joe Burrow, and he's not. Like, when you think about swagger, like, there's a, like, I'm thinking back to when Baker Mayfield was at OU, and he was doing the whip and the nay-nay around all his people, like, at OU. And it's just like, oh, that looks awkward. Like, it looked like you're trying to be cool. Joe Burrow is simply just cool. Like, even when he doing his little lame little that he been doing after the wins, like, Joe Burrow, like, because I think he's it's genuine. And so when, when people say, like, oh, Joe cool, like, they really mean it. Like, he is actually, like, a cool individual, like, it's, and then you have when he's in a locker room, he has the um, kind of like oh the uh the uh, was it the spoof of Barack Obama when he's around the white people he give them like the regular handshake. Oh yeah. yeah. Around black people he <laughs> dap them up like Joe Burrow has that like, and I just really feel like he is he is who Baker think he is. I don't disagree. I do not disagree. Um, when you know, so Joe Burrow, this is second year, and how long has Baker Baker been in the NFL? Say what year four? He either year four or year five because they they're all coming up on that new deal. I think it's year five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. you're so right. It's year five. So Joe Burrow has been in the NFL. Oh, that's not so. Baker Mayfield has thirteen interceptions, and oh, that's four. Oh, that's this season. But just this season, that's the interceptions. But he's been sacked. Joe Burrow's been sacked more. But the touchdowns, he has double the touchdowns Baker has. Double, bro. Double the touchdowns. Um, way more yards, but Baker was also injured. And which I think that what hurt Baker is that he played while being injured. And it made him look worse than he actually is. But I think the biggest uh or the the most detrimental thing for him is look at the fa- fantasy point. Ooh. He's like what? That's uh bottom of the league. Mm-hmm. Bottom Six in the league right here. Joe Burrow's top six in the league. I, I I do understand that Baker was hurt, but I don't care. Like, you've had Odell for, what, two or three years now? And we saw Odell just kill it in the, like, you both Baker and Chase has LSU receivers. And we see what uh, – I said I said Chase. Well, Baker and um, what's his name now? Burrow have LSU had LSU receivers, and Baker cannot get them. Can't get him the ball. Like when Odell Daddy put out that uh, the uh, was it NFL twenty two whatever it is of Baker just missing Odell wide open, just not mm-hmm. seeing him. That's, that's all I needed to know. Yeah, yeah. You're not that guy. You're simply not. You're not. What happened was <laughs> you were better than Tyrod Taylor, which is not saying much. Like Tyrod Taylor was the uh, had the starting job, he did what Tyrod does, which is dick and dunk, and you came in with a big arm, or you came in willing to throw the ball because you didn't have a leash on you, and they was okay. Bet you're the next guy. You're not, bro. You're 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 a mid level quarterback in the league when healthy. Very true. That's very true. And also uh, going back to your earlier point, which you first started off with, is that he tries too hard to act cool. He tries so hard to be that guy, to be that, oh, the black people love me type guy. When Joe Burrows just does what he does, and he just does it, and it's like, it just seems so much more authentic. Yes. Yeah, and it, totally. it also comes to, like, being, like, I feel like Joe Burrow was just, when he got to LSU, he was, like, 23. 
I think he's he's a 25 year old second year player. So as an older person, and, and I, I I'm not here to please you, bro. Like That's I'm here true. to be myself, and I saw I I feel like that that has a, a part to play in it. But Baker, like with all the commercials, it's like one you're trying to force feed this dude down our throat, and it's simply not working because he's not like to be like to be cool. You got to start with talent. You got to do something, bro. Like don't just try to force feed this dude. Like force feed me his stats. Like. I want to see him because I ain't got no other choice because he's three rounds into the playoffs. But he, he hasn't been that yet. So, meanwhile, Joe Burrow came in last year, was killing it, and then got his ACL tour, and then came back and didn't miss a beat. Still killing it. Didn't miss a beat. Got sacked, what, 51 times? Is that what that thing said? Yeah, yeah, 51 times, yep. And we haven't seen him complain, be angry. He just get up and be like, all right, bet. Next play, I'm going to hit Jamar Chase like it's nothing. And he and he, and then he admits stuff like that. Like, uh, I think it might have been last last uh game of the regular season when he just he was like, "Oh, I knew Jamar was somewhere down there." <laughs> I knew he was somewhere down there. Just put it up, give him a chance. Dang. Meanwhile, yeah. Cleveland is trying to make everything go through Baker. Like yeah. you win with him, you lose with him. So it is what it is. Like Burrow over Baker. And th- He's not. Well, he might be last in that division, as in quarterbacks for Baker Mayfield. No, he's definitely last. Even with Roethlisberger being on his last legs, uh, I still would have taken. I still would have taken the movie refrigerator over Baker Mayfield. I still would have done that. But that last game, he was like, "This is my last game. Let me try to get some runs in." He ran a little bit, but I don't know. I don't know. All right, trans athletes. Oh. We need to talk about trans athletes and women's sports. Uh, that's what this article says. It's an opinion. This is from the Washington Post. Um, yeah, I don't even know where to start on this one, especially since it's uh, such a um, such a hot topic, such a polarizing topic. But people like to don't want to admit that trans athletes could have an advantage, especially if they uh, transitioned after puberty. Because mm. puberty is when, you know, you get all the, uh, when you really become, you know, you start to develop until you get your man body. So if that has already happened before you transition. I think it's really hard to kind of reverse and lose muscle, the muscle that you've already gained, uh, yeah, started gaining. But I think that way to have an advantage, but I don't know. I, I just don't see how you can have a person who's 18 or over 18, over 15 transition and participate in a sport that they now identify as a woman, competing against women who's, who have always been women. Not saying that those people, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just hard to say that that is fair. Yeah. So... If you if people don't think that trans athletes have an advantage, you can always go watch the MMA fight where the trans athlete broke the woman's skull. So that's that simple. They they it was an MMA fight, cage fight, and he broke. Well, I'm, I don't care. She. That's why I said I don't care. Broke the woman's skull. That's it. Broke the woman, and then. 
the woman was just like, I had never felt that type of way in the octagon before. I've never been hit that hard before. I like, if it was a relationship, it'd be domestic violence. He, the person. This is hard. It's hard now to talk about because originally, if you hadn't corrected me, I I would not care. But you corrected <laughs> me, so therefore I now have to care. But like legit broke her skull, and then you look at the guy who was forty years old when he tr- when he when he transitioned and is now playing college basketball at six eight, like looking like a linebacker. Like come on, bro. Hey. And the the funny. Go ahead. I was going to say the funny thing is that a few years ago, Futurama had an episode where one of the characters, a robot named Bender, actually transitioned and became a female robot. And then he joined the Olympics and was breaking every record so easily. He was just like doing everything. And it was so simple and easy because he transitioned to being a female robot. And I feel like it's very, that is the epitome of what's happening today. It's like, it's really hard to lose all of the muscle that you already have, even if you will like not gain as much muscle, you won't be any bigger. But it's hard to get bigger anyway if you fully grown. But I understand the what people are trying to say, like, oh, they don't have testosterone anymore, but you already have all that had in your body. I'm gonna have to delete this later, but I really want to say it. We're at the 50. Oh, oh, oh. now. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm a beep this, but the Olympics can that's how I feel about the Olympics uh, because they let a trans, I don't, you transition. So it's a trans woman, a trans woman participate in the Olympics, but the black girl I might, might've been, I forgot where she's from, but there's a black woman from overseas whose testosterone level was high, so right. but she yeah. was an actual fucking woman or yeah. a, a cis woman. As the, yeah, system. yeah. You're right. So, but she was like born a woman, but her testosterone levels are high naturally, but they wouldn't let her run. So, like I just said, the Olympics can really just suck one of those. But uh, also, I see I, <laughs> I kind of see a problem with the like. I watch I watch a lot of WNBA games. I watch like the free agency that's going on right now. But they have a, a a trans man in the WNBA, and they're re- very like uh, Ford because it's the it was a a WNBA person who just transitioned into a man, and so they're like, oh, you know, we are tr- we are very um, cool with it. Like, n- there's no problem with it. There's no problem with it now, but when it becomes shoe on other foot, and there is a Joanna incident i want i just want to know how they're going to address that because if uh let's let's who like tony allen who is just a really good nba player if he transitions and says i want to go to the wnba how do you think that works out yeah so i i just don't know how like how it's going to work out like when you start getting to like these pro levels and where it matters because you're actually making money like one lady who just got a head beat in broke her skull and then when like when the major companies they're they're gonna have an issue like okay so what do we do now yeah are you talking about this yes okay so that's fine i don't like like she transitioned into a man so okay cool but you already in the WNBA. 
your genetics are just like the people you're playing against. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? So when it goes the other way, like, are they just going to say no? Because then that person could, the person trying to get into the WNBA is going to be like, well, you have a, 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 a man in the WNBA. They're just going to point at her and be like, well, there's a man in the league. But what y'all going to say? That's not a man? And then you just fuck up everything, everything that you're literally fighting for because I don't know. I'll just, I'll just, I think the only remedy we can have for this is if you say to be a woman in the WNBA, I mean, to be a player in the WNBA, you have to be a cis woman for at least X amount of years. It says, yeah, you have to be a cis woman for at least X amount of years. And that's why he can stay in the NBA. Laisha, Lashia can stay in the NBA while a man who transitions um, into who becomes a trans woman would not be able to do that. I think that's a good. So then you're going to have the petty people. They're going to say add a C to the uh, WNBA because it's not WNBA anymore. It'd be cis WNBA. But it wouldn't be because he is LaShia. LaShia is playing in the NBA. It's WNBA. Okay. All right. I, I don't know. I'm just playing devil advocate. I just. So you good? I see a, I see a situation where they could be like, I believe my 7-3 ass should be in the league. I don't know. Don't. don't I, I First, let me let me have a disclaimer. Because I know this is exactly what you mean, but it can be taken out of context. And I know we both know the women in the WNBA are hoopers. They can ball. Oh yes, they are amazing players. And they would if you beat. drop if you drop Hashim to beat, and Hashim Tabita goes to the WNBA. What you gonna do if Hashima Tabita go to the WNBA? What you gonna do? That's exactly it. That is exactly the point we're making. Is not. Any dude can just come on and just be a star oh, yeah, in the WWE. Sure. We're not saying that. We're saying if an NBA star, person of NBA caliber or even overseas caliber was to go over there, then it would be, it may be a different story. I'm, I'm going to leave that open a little bit. It might be a different story. It would be harder. Because I remember, do you remember years ago when, um, well, not years ago, but a few years ago when they were talking about Brittany Griner, um, mm-hmm. going to the NBA? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? And then some execs were like some unknown execs, unnamed execs were like, "Well, yeah, she could play in the league." And then Demarius Cousins was like, "Come on, dog, dog." I I show that clip to my wife once a month. We laugh at it because you know Gino Oriyama is the head coach for uh, the UConn women basketball yeah, yeah. team. His yeah. quote: "This is one of like the top women's coaches ever." Period. And his quote was, I would take all of my money out and bet it on DeMarcus Cousins. <laughs> like, <laughs> whoa. like, what are we doing? Like, this is stop playing. Like, <laughs> oh, man. It's just ridiculous. But anyway, Brittany Griner's a dog. Shout out to Brittany Griner. I saw her. I Random story. I might have to beep this out, too. I, I went to a Baylor party. And there was like a five six dude walks behind Brittany Griner, pulls her by the hair, and bends her over on the dance floor. I was shocked. Me and my homie looked at each other like, "What just happened?" I was shocked. Also, Brittany Griner room with some baddies, but talk about that. She keeps a bad one. Oh no, I no, yeah, I've seen that. But just a five six dude, how he how was he even able to? Doc, he pulled her by the dreads. And bent her over. Like it was obviously someone she knew, but I yeah, was just yeah, like, yeah. what? Like, what? Like, what? What? What made you 
the audacity, little guy. <laughs> he might not be so little. No, let me stop. <laughs> but nah, dude, he obviously knew what he was doing. She knew what he was doing to be okay with that. Cause she she's a big girl, and I feel like she'll be like, she wanted to, she was upset, she would be um, she'll have no qualms about fighting back. Yeah. I, I, all right. So that's those are all the stories we had today. Um, now we going into what do we call this when we do the uh, different series of bets? Uh, what's the bet one? Right. Oh, this is called. Oh, it's the so, bet. So, one. All right, bet. But before we get into that, we gotta get to talk about it. We gotta, oh, oh, yeah, 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 we gotta yeah, get yeah. to us talk your ish. So we talked about it earlier. Although you know, I technically won the bet by point spread by like nine. Ken had the best best week. I went one and two. Ken went two and one because the Heat couldn't beat the Raptors in triple overtime. So, Ken, talk your wish. So there comes a time in a man's life that you know every once in a while he is wrong, and um, for me that never happens. So. Ooh. It's, it feels really good to be the first winner. Because like you said, it's Dragon Rice for forever. Uh-huh. Uh, I just want you to know that this is not the last time this is going to happen. So, <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, that's that's it for me right there. That's mine. Okay. All right. <laughs> also, just 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 before, like, we oh, I, can, I can edit this on the way out. Moving forward. Brian Flores. Oh shoot! You're right. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So let me. I'm so glad you remember that. I totally forgot about that. So but no, like, congratulations that. on you know your win last week. You know, two of one. The Bengals pulled up for you. It's all good. Look, man. Some sometimes you just you just know. And also, sometimes, I'll never yeah. bet. Like I, I told you, you talked me in. You talked me into taking Baylor. You talked me into taking Baylor. I knew I should have took them lame ass niggas. I knew it. I was just like, I'm not. And look, look, see, you see what happened? Trash ass niggas. Just to quote KG. Oh, <laughs> uh, that was funny. That was wild. But yeah, so Brian Flores, um, on a more somber note, um, basically, Brian Flores is suing the NFL. Because there is a rule called the Rudy Rule, right? I think that's the name of it, where you have to um, you have to interview at least one minority coach before making your coaching decision. But um, he goes to show that Bill Belichick texted him on accident, and basically he found out that when he interviewed for the Giants job, that job was basically already taken. They just interviewed him as a formality, and so um, Kirk sent me a few. Or these two uh, pictures, these two screenshots of what happened. But I mean, like it's it's very similar to affirmative action. Um, it's basically affirmative action in the NFL. How people use it, um, trying to do different ways to cheat, get around it, and then they just hire who they want to hire. Because people will say, "Oh, why do we even need the Rudy Rule? How do we know that that person wasn't the best person for the job?" But the fact of the matter is, how was it the best person for the job? Especially this is talk about the NFL, always a white man, especially when even 30 years ago, um, quarterbacks were, were only white, nose tackles were only white, middle linebackers were only white, and now we're getting more black um, people in those positions because black people can do everything 
white people can do, obviously, but the NFL doesn't feel that way. So originally, I, I have a few. I have a lot of emotions about this because what happened to Brian Flores is fucked up, and it happens. It's what's happening. So the Rooney Woodle is, on one hand, something that works out like okay. The Rooney Rule is how Mike Tomlin got the Pittsburgh Steelers job, because the year before he interviewed with the Miami Dolphins, who are who are also in this lawsuit, and the Miami Dolphins said, "Hey." He's too hip hop. That was their quote on uh, Brian Flores. That's why they didn't hire him because he was too hip hop. If you know, in, not Brian Flores, uh, Mike Tomlin. They said Mike Tomlin was too hip hop. So it was just one of the things was like, if you know Mike Tomlin, he's more of an authoritarian than he is a, especially at the beginning of his career. He was more yes. of an authoritarian. So they're just like, what are you, what are you talking about? And so, uh, and then the negative part about the Rooney rule is that, um, it washes black coaches out really fast because if you are black, a good black assistant, but they not if they don't want to hire a black person, they're not going to hire you. So if you go to interviews, it's kind of happening with uh, Airbnb right now. You go to so many interviews because they want to bring in the best black assistant and not hire you that you are now considered, oh, why ain't nobody hiring him? There's something wrong with them when realistically it's just like they just weren't going to hire a black person. So now you're out of the, you were out of actually just be like, oh no, he, there must be something wrong with him. So he's not good enough. But this was three days before Bill Belichick texted uh, Brian Flores three days before his interview. And that's what made it so shocking because he's like, I don't I have, I'm not interviewing yet. Like, what are you talking about? I ain't even interviewed. And so three days before his interview, they already knew who they wanted. And so my only negative thing about this, and I know people are going to hate me for saying this, but I have to be true to my king self at all times, is you know how I feel about interracial relationships. I'm sorry. You didn't want to be black until it was time to be. So I'm glad he's doing it because it's true. But you didn't want to be black until it was time to be black and fuck you. So you 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 wanted to be black in this situation, but you didn't want your fucking kids to be black. You didn't want your fucking wife to be black. And so that's my thing. So on one hand, I'm like, yeah, like I'm glad he's doing it because it's just like we need more black coaches because there's only one black head coach in the whole NFL when the league is 70% black. So that's fucked up. But on the other hand, it's just like, fuck you, Brian Flores, because you weren't trying to be us until you realized you were us. And they're going to treat you like us because you went 10 and six the year before. And then you went nine and eight this year. So you're a good fucking coach, but fuck you. And I've said, fuck you about 80 times already. I'll try better next week. The only thing we can do is hope we get better. But (laughs) if you. Very similar to your monologue, if you know me, you know, I'm all about interracial. No, I'm joking. But uh, <laughs> no, nah, um, no. Nah, honestly, I don't mind interracial relationships, and I. This is not the podcast for that, but I just you're let's right. Talk about it real quick. See um, you on high key. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll we'll do we'll do that we'll do that. But um, I don't know. I, I just feel I think that this first of all, why is Bill Belichick? Why does he know? Because the dude is a Belichick assistant. 
Ah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. So that's why he would know. Okay. Mm-hmm. But it's wild that he knew. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's wild. Yeah. They, they had the, oh, that, like, the audacity to even let the people know. Like, it wasn't even in their, um, with, with their people on um, the Giants. They were just like, you know what? You have the job. We're just going to interview this, this other black guy just so that we can get this rule out of the way. And they discussed it openly, texting each other. Bruh. That's no. what it's just they're brazen with it. No, Bill Belichick found out from both the Bills and the Giants. Like, what, nigga, an arch rival and a nigga that ain't even in your conference. Like, how does that make sense? That makes no sense whatsoever. Like, that makes no sense whatsoever. It, it, and the, and the saddest thing is that if you tell a black person that this is what happened, what's happening, they'll just be like, oh, yeah, I know. Okay. Yeah, it's, yeah. We we, we, we whenever we, I talk to white, exactly. Whenever I talk to white people, like, oh my god, why are you not mad? I'm like, how are we gonna be mad when it's always happens? And all right, I'm, I'm gonna just say it. When black people tell you this, you don't want to listen. But then when you see it, you're like, oh my god, why are you not reacting? And it's obviously it's not all white people. And it's not all people who aren't black, because even sometimes some black people don't want to believe in systemic racism and things like things of that nature. But still, it is just really hard for black people to even say, like, this is what's happening when they always get um, no one really listens to them. No one really listens to us. And it is just. It's just really wild that it came out in the billion dollar industry. They're so open. So brazen with it, openly texting, openly sending messages. You would think that if it was something like that, that was this big going against the rules, that they would be super secretive about it. Like if it was me, I wouldn't even, I would not even send a anything that could track. I would just speak. I would call them up and be like, yo, hey, you have you know what I'm saying? Like I would never do uh send something that could be tracked. Just me, especially after um what is it called? Ball the plate gate. Yeah. Didn't they learn? <laughs> Duh, like the NFL just it, it don't care. Like it don't make his money off of, bl- of black bodies and did not care. And I I feel like they proved that this past year with the uh, John Gruden stuff. When John Gruden came out and said all that racist stuff about right oh not awesome, I almost said Raheem Morris, Demore Smith. When he came out and said all that racist stuff about Demore Smith, nothing happened. He did not get fired until the gay slurs came out. That part. That part, but you know what the what I realize is that now there's Black History Month. We're seeing a lot of Black History facts, and there was a picture of a guy, um, a black man who was drinking from a, a white only water fountain, and then they showed him back then, and they showed him today. Like, look at him today, and they're trying to say that there's no um, no one was alive that was affected by Jim Crow or anything like that. But mm-hmm. we also have to realize that the people that were doing that are also alive and they are the people with the most money. Mm-hmm. Because as you get older, you get more money and these white older white men were there when people were getting lynched, when people were, all these other things were happening. Even if they were, they can say, oh, well, I didn't know it was that bad. You still had some semblance of it because how are white people that are our age Telling us on TikTok, Instagram, and everything else, like, hey, this is how white people talk about black people. Mm-hmm. This is this is how they really talk. So it's hard for me to believe that they would talk about that now when these white people now know, and you were in a place where you could openly talk about black people negatively, and you had no clue that that was happening. 
So it's these people that still have not changed their mind frames, are still in the same um, frame of reference, same point of view, not looking at it from where we are today, still looking at black people as three-fifths of a person. And it's just, it needs to change, but it can't change until like literally people have to die out, in uh, my opinion. And, and uh, you say that like people gotta, like racist people gotta die out, it ain't gonna happen, bro. Like you, one of my one of my uh, the the things I talk about when people are like oh racism got to die out young people ain't racist. One of the videos I remember vividly is like a couple years back. It was uh, uh it was OU. It was one of their white fraternities, and they're on a bus and they're out there singing. There'll never be a nigger in SAE. There'll never never be a nigger in SAE. We might hang them from a tree, but there'll never be a nigger in SAE. And these are all young 22, 19 year olds. And also I had a black person in the fucking frat. Just sitting there on a the bus, just taking that shit. Oh man, boy, I shut the bitch up. Like we talk about. But anyway, I was just like, so randomly, if 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 Brian Flores wins this, what happens? I think it's gonna be more smoke and mirrors. And that's they're gonna do it, but they're just gonna do it in a less convincing way. The amount of black coaches will, will increase, but there'll there'll still be people who'll be like, you know what? I still don't want a black coach, and I don't want a black coach for um, a black head coach. They could be a coordinator, but they cannot be a head coach. And there'll still be, I think it'll be years and years, like ten years before it even gets up to thirty percent black coaches. Personally, still. Um, and going back to what, what you were saying, like, I'm not saying that young people are not racist. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that the people that have it ingrained in, like, there are, it was harder to deter them from racism. Those are the people that got to die off. And okay. eventually it'll trickle down and get lighter and lighter until hopefully it will be not non-existent, but it'll just be very minimal. But that'd be like 200 years from now. <laughs> Like, if you don't think that the NFL has a, uh, just to close this topic, if you don't think the NFL has like a race topic, like a race issue with the head coaching, and hire like Eric Bieniemy, Super Bowl winning offensive coordinator, play caller, play caller, uh, Byron Leftwich, yep, Super just Bowl winning to. offensive coordinator, play caller, like, uh, uh, the, uh, the defensive uh, coordinator for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Super Bowl winning defensive coordinator, like who got screwed with the Jets job. Also, the Jets were getting better with him as a head coach. It's just, bro, they're the fucking Jets, bro. Like, y'all, like he got the job after uh, after they realized uh, what's his name wasn't a good quarterback. Sanchez. Yeah, after they realized Sanchez wasn't a good quarterback, like. But it is what it is. And and you would think that remember when Levy Smith and um oh what's his name? From the Colts. He used to be the head coach. Light skin. Dungy. Yes, Dungy. Yeah, they were the first ever both black head coach in a um uh duo in the NFL. I mean in the NFL and in the Super Bowl, that mm-hmm. it would have been more of that, but it's actually less. Black coaches, head coaches in the NFL, which is crazy. Uh, uh, Lovey Smith made it to the Super Bowl with Rex Grossman. Yeah. Enough said, bro. He yeah. a dog. He'll always be yeah. a dog. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
but uh, it's just it's just it's not tough that it's happening because we already knew it's happening. It's just tough when it gets thrown in your face over and over again. Mm-hmm. It's just like, dang, I knew it was like this, but to actually see it is a different feeling than just knowing. Just like I know, but I haven't like actually physically seen it. But when you physically see it, it's just like, damn, it's yeah. really like that. Niggas is really trash. <laughs> but yeah. We we can get into the bets. I'm sorry I brought that up. Kind of sound okay. We can get into the bets. People probably are. Hopefully, people aren't somber. They're they're more uh, angry than than somber. But all right, so you you ain't tired of being angry. I like don't even be angry. But I'm tired of being angry. Like, yeah, I don't care no more. Like, I'm just calm. But if I got to put you on the t-shirt, it's calm. You set the time. So it is what it is. All right, moving on to uh, the over and under and the spread for the Bulls versus the Sixers. Mm. All right, so the Bulls are plus two, and they're at home. So I guess that's why they're plus two. And the over and under is uh, two twenty. So what are you thinking? So Sixers are favorite. Uh... No, the Bulls are favorite. I think no. I think the no plus two means uh, the other team's favorite. You're right. You're so right. I'm so wrong. Their favorite and the Bulls are at home. Okay, yeah. So, uh, ooh, Sixers versus Bulls. Is that, a, is that a game you want? Is that a game you take in? No, nah, let's let's see the rest of the games first. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, I don't I don't know. I I like the Bulls. Uh, Lonzo's out, so that kind of sucks. And but they're un- the the thing is they're an underdog at home, so. That really means that's that the being plus two should really be plus more. Like, yeah, if it yep. was away game, they you'd probably be plus eight, nine, ten. So, yep. I do think they're a good team, but without Lonzo and you bringing the Joel Embiid in there, and and also uh, Zach Levine is questionable. You I think I think it's the Sixers too. I think it's the Sixers. All right, so Texas Tech versus Kansas. Mm-hmm. Is that a game? Texas Tech versus Kansas? Oh, my fault. I meant to put um, Texas versus Kansas. Hold on. Thank you for saying okay, that. Yeah, yeah, I see it. I see it. I see it. Yeah. Ooh. Did you take KU last week or did I take KU last week? I took KU. Because um, oh, team that let you down. Oh. Yeah, that was the team that let me down. You going to take them again this week or are you go? I'm not seeing their game. It might be tomorrow, it might not be today. But yeah, I, I was just wondering since since they let you down last week, which, were, you, were you gonna take them again? No, it's not gonna happen. Fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice. I mean, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Fool me can't get fooled again. All right, let's just go to Prairie View versus. Um, like I couldn't find this one either. Texas Prairie Southern versus um, Bethune Cookman. Texas Southern versus Bethune Cookman. Like these are two like teams that I w- I wanted to get the HBCUs in here. I just don't understand why Texas Southern isn't playing secure O'Neal. Yeah. I like six, seven, six, eight, got a strap on him. Like he can really shoot that bitch. And they, I don't know. I think they might have red shirted him, but you're what was their record? Uh, nine and 12? Nine and 10. Nine and 10? Yeah. You're a losing team, not playing. One of your best recruits. So but wasn't he? Um, he had like a heart issue, right? 
No, that's uh Sharif. Sharif has okay. the art heart issue. He plays for LSU. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. Okay. Yeah, he transferred. He transferred out of uh, UCLA after his heart yeah. issue. Yeah, yeah. I might take that game. Just for the fuck of it, I'm not. I don't want that game. What am I lying? The other team's six and ten or six yeah, I was and. About to say. I'm not taking this game. Anybody could. They might both lose this game. <laughs> Ref just might call it. I'm taking this weak ass game. All right, Nesbitt tonight. The girls. What'd you say? I said I should have took the girls. Like. <laughs> Nets versus Nets versus Nuggets. Nuggets might. Yeah. Who you got? Oh uh, well, I can do. Oh, they don't have Kevin Durant. They're not looking good without him either. Them like mm-hmm. Two and six, two and eight without him. Mm-hmm. I'm going with the Nuggets. I was just about to take the Nuggets. I really was. Like, we might just take the same game. Yeah, we might. Well, I'm we taking might, it. Huh? We might have to like go by points or something. If we if we agree on everything. Okay, um, tell us. Let me see. Oh, that's where your video is. Uh, so we also had Kansas, Texas, Jackson State versus Palm Bluff. I couldn't Jackson find State out. The dog. Jackson State has a two-way athlete, football and basketball. Malachi Wyman, he is a dog, bro. They just don't know how to use him. So it's absolutely doesn't make sense. doesn't matter. They don't know how to use him basketball-wise. He's just... Six five with stupid bunnies. He's a four star prospect in both sports. And they don't what position does he play in football? Receiver. Oh, okay. he's a dog. I think he missed like the first three or four games, and then when he came back, he he was just like, "All right, now no, watch this. This this is what a four star re- receiver looks like at this level. No offense, at this level, but no no one no one could guard him, and all he did was run straight. No one could guard him." Like he missed the first couple games, and I think by like week nine or something, he was number one in yards. Dang. Yeah, <laughs> and then, then he got suspended. So somebody ended up taking him over. He ended up getting suspended for like uh for throwing a punch. But he came. He was just like, no, nah, like I do this, and they just hey, run straight. I'll get it to you. Dang. Kind of like Jason Burr. Yeah. Right. <laughs> He's out Joe there. Burr. Yeah, and exactly. at six five, bro, just just throw it up. Yeah, like he he he's stupid. Six five with stupid bunnies. Like, all right, we'll 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 find you out there. Random thought. I know we're doing the bets. How do you feel about two sport athletes? Uh, what do you mean? Like, I kind of feel like you miss something out of the sport that you're not in at the time. So if you were a football player, like he a receiver, so he should be working on like route running and all that other stuff, like the small intangibles. But now you're out here trying to get buckets. I think that route running is very similar to running plays in basketball. That's why I would see a lot of the best receivers are really good at basketball because they know exactly how to cut, they know how to move. I think that the movements are very similar between being a receiver and playing basketball. I think for those positions, it's not as big of a deal. But if it was a quarterback, I wouldn't want my quarterback playing basketball. Okay. Maybe baseball. But I think football is such a – it's a sport that has so many um, personalized positions that you can play a different sport and kind of get better at football playing another sport. Okay. That's what I think. Like, if my football – if my co- if my quarterback played baseball, if he was a pitcher, I'd be like, all right, you can go pitch. 
more likely you're um it'll help your throwing motion you probably throw faster harder more accurate it yeah. can help you in more ways than them being a hockey player or a basketball player when he said hockey i was not expecting that at all <laughs> i was not expecting that for some reason that one, that just popped in my head but but yeah how about you i don't mind the two sport athletes it's just like I feel like you're missing something. So if your goal is trying to go pro, I feel like you're missing some of the small stuff. And in the case, like in this case, it's just like Jackson State just went and got got like four receivers. They got one out of Miami. They had a red shirt dude last year who was also a four star. They got Rucker, who was a, a four star, who actually played last year, and then got hurt. And then they got the guy like two guys from Indiana, a guy from South Carolina, uh like not not to not to state. I'm talking about the school. So like that's a mm-hmm. that's a that's a that's a player. That's SEC. Mm-hmm. 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 Indiana. That's Big Ten. They're bringing these guys in to play receiver, and you're not there. So how do you build trust with the quarterback? You know what I'm saying? How does the quarterback know that you're going to be right here on this route? You feel what I'm saying? So it's kind of would it, would would it be so competitive at this one spot? Like. You going over there to play basketball, you'll come back and you're going to be fourth on the depth chart no matter what you did last year because everybody's cold. Do you think that those players are that good to push them down depth chart like that, though? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. This position at this school, absolutely. The fact that they're none, of, none of them are bad. They're all three stars or higher. And then you look at the, one of the guys who want to play receiver. He wants to play receiver and cornerback. It's the number one recruit in the nation. Like the number one player in the nation who as a junior in high school before he got hurt had like 20 something touchdowns and 1700 receiving yards. That's a person that you're going to have, like, regardless of you being a year older, he's going to be a problem. And then they brought in the number seven receiver in the nation who, who works, who works. He's a slot receiver. Regardless, he's going to be a problem. And then they brought in Rucker who, who played last year, who's going to be a sophomore this year. Who was who was really like a number two option before he got hurt? So while the other dude was out, he was the number two option. That's somebody you got to compete with. Didn't they have Quay Davis, who was a four star receiver last year, who got a red shirt? He's going to be a problem. Then you got the receiver from South Carolina, who's simply from the SEC. You got the receiver from the University of Miami. It's Miami, nigga. And then you got the receiver who's who's a three star receiver coming from uh, Indiana University who played with the quarterback in high school and you're not there like that. That's why I believe like in this situation, playing both sports is going to make you transfer. I, you make a very good point. I'm sorry, bro. I, I just thought about it. I just, <laughs> I know we're supposed to be doing bets, bro, but I was just like, bro, you, you're, you're losing your spot. That was a very good point. Cause you want to play on a basketball team with five wins. The fuck? Yeah. Yeah. I also didn't find the Kansas Texas game. I don't know where I saw that. All right. But um but just uh to, to kind of try to wrap up what you were just talking about. That's no, that's a very good point. If it's that competitive, then I would say, yeah, you should get is it, to me it's more about the relationship with the quarterback uh-huh. than him getting better in general. I think that relationship, the receiver quarterback relationship is very underrated. A lot of people don't really put that much stock into it, but it really changes how you play especially in a um in a tied game everything's on the line the quarterback has the defenders breathing down his neck 
He just has to chuck it up, throw it up in the air, and hope that the dude gonna be over there. And if they don't have that relationship, then it's gonna be hard for them him to know exactly. Okay, he's running a, a fade route. He likes it exactly right here. Let me just put it exactly where he wants it, and just hope that he catches it yeah. and gives us um, either a touchdown or puts us a good position for a field goal. So I feel it. I feel it. I feel it. I will say the only he is the biggest of the receivers. So you can talk about six five, and with a nasty vertical. So you might just get a couple of jump balls in the end zone, but twenty to twenty. So, why would I play you twenty to twenty? So would you? Do you know what their uh, tight end um, situation looks like? Because why not just move him over to to be a tight end and get a mismatch? So they could because they don't play their tight end. Like that that makes perfect sense, but they don't play their tight end. He's also not thick enough. Like I think he might be like one eighty five. Like he's a he's a point guard. If, yeah. So if, oh. if if you're talking about big to big, like big receiver, then go and play a big man, like yeah. But you're talking about receiver to point. Never mind. Yeah. Like and then and even, we're gonna move you to tight end. That that'll wait, the tight end caught like ten balls all season last year. Why would I wanna do that? I mean, if you at tight end, that's a whole different position now. That's, that is a whole different position. You one thousand. That's a whole different position. <laughs> I, but 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 going back to your um, your point, also he could have been trying to get on put on weight, at least a little bit of weight, a little, a little bit of muscle. But you can't do that while you're playing basketball. You can't because that's all running. That's all cardio. That's that's very true. Um, no, you make you make a very good point. But what I would do, what I used to do when I play NCAA is move one of my biggest fastest receivers, put him at tight end, and it's over. I'm just going like audible, yeah. route, just throw it up there. He's catching everything. True, but uh, but yeah. All right, so I found the Rockets Pelicans game. This is such a bad game, which is why I put it on there. Two terrible teams. Two bad teams, and that's why actually that makes it a good game to bet. So yeah. uh, who who you? Who you pulling for? Uh, the Rockets uh, are favored and they're at home. <laughs> I mean, sorry, the, the Pelicans are favorite, but the Rockets are at home. Ooh. What's the records? Uh too terrible and worse. <laughs> um Who do the Pelicans have? Like, can you name four players on the roster? I ran in Ingram. Healthy players on the roster. Oh no! They do have bi. Just stay healthy. <laughs> they do have bi. I like bi. I take the Pelicans if you if you want to bet that game. I'll take the Pelicans. You take the Pelicans. See, I don't want to. I don't want to ruin my my win streak over just trying to take a random bet. That so is, uh, that is very true. If it was last week, I would have taken this in a heartbeat because I actually think the Rockets are going to win. But I'm not. I'm really shaky on that. But first of all, can I get can we get some love for Alabama Crimson Tide for pulling off the upset? Can we get some love for that? Because that was that was amazing. Congratulations. I will say this once again. Baylor, you're trash. Thank you. I don't care. What did they might have been ranked four in the nation at the time? Hey Baylor, eat one. Thank you. Also, also, um, there are no HBCUs. In draft, the DraftKings Sportsbook. I couldn't find any. And this okay. is all the college sports here. Oh, so that's why we're too active for this one right here. 
Okay, say less. Shout out to Action for caring about Nick. Does have it? <laughs> Literally. Um, but yeah. So I think that's it for the bets. I don't think we had an actual bet one because I think we feel the same on a bunch of these games. Mm-hmm. Um, let me share my screen again. What, so what? What three teams did you take? Hold on. Let me. So these are the three teams. Look at this beautiful handwriting. It's definitely not mine. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't see. know what the hell happened when I was trying to spell 76ers. I put mad letters in there, bro. <laughs> I, didn't even that. <laughs> I looked at that. I was like, what? The 70s? Evers? Like, I don't, I don't know what was going on. Dude. I was I was, I was, was moving too much. It'll be better. Okay. Okay, I will go with the I'm gonna go Sixers, Nuggets, Rockets. Okay, we got a bet one. Say less. I'm gonna go with the Rockets. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna do the Rockets. I'm gonna do the Rockets. So that's your three. Uh, I'm gonna do the Rockets. Uh, okay. Yeah, I'll just leave it at that. And also, we have to do our Super Bowl um, prediction. Yeah, you're right. But go ahead. So I'm gonna take the Pelicans so we can have a bet one. Say less. Um I do want the Nuggets. I feel like the, the Nets are just drowning without KD. So Kyrie played this game. Don't it's away game. Situation. But uh I'm gonna take the so I got Pelicans, the Nuggets. I really want to take HBCU team, but you saw those records. Take Jacksonville. I'm, I'm not, Jackson State. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not taking I'm not I'm not taking any of these guys. Uh love you, but I'm smart. And I and I talked myself into Bailey last week. So I'm not talking myself into any picks this week. Like the heat pick was okay. Like they wanted to triple overtime, so they fought. Baylor just got beat up. So uh I'm actually gonna take Kansas. I found the game. They play tomorrow at 8 p.m. It's uh Kansas versus UT. I'm going to take Kansas. Okay. Okay. I will take. I kind of want to bet against Kansas instead of staying the Rockets. Oh, you took Kansas. You go. You gonna let Kansas upset you two weeks in a row? I'm taking Kansas. So <laughs> that'd be rough. Uh, I have. I'm gonna do the. I'm. I'm gonna stay with the Bulls. No, no. I, I said the Sixers. I'm gonna stay with the Sixers. I'm gonna stay with the Nuggets, uh-huh. and I'm gonna change the pick one. Sorry, but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna pick Jackson State. I'll do HBCU. Oh, you take it? Wait, I didn't take Jackson State. So there's no pick yeah. one this week. Yeah, there's no pick one. Okay, you take it, Jackson State. Jackson take, State, who plays like Arkansas Pine Bluff. Okay. Yes. So, oh, we we can do pick one for the Super Bowl. Yeah, I bet. I mean, can I get the Rams? <laughs> I tried to say that fast. I tried to say, "Hey, Joe Burrow came up clutch for you last week." Yeah, but I want I want Matt Stafford to win. Um, it's more of a my heart than my head because he didn't he didn't pay his dues in, in Detroit. Anybody else to play in Detroit for how long? Ten years? Eight years? Then they deserve a championship. Joe Burrow can win next year, and that'll be fun. Um, People, because people are saying that it means more for Joe Burrow than it does for Matthew Stafford. But I'm like, how? 
Aaron Rodgers won one year, and then the rest of the year he never won again. So this is not his most important one. He has to win just multiple, and then then the second one will be important. But right now, it's definitely more important for Matt Stafford because everyone always says, "Oh, he's just a stat pattern. He can't really win games." He could he could have won with Megatron, but he was also in Detroit. So he was also in Detroit when they do they uh, very similar to what we're talking about. The maybe not the Grizzlies, more the Pelicans. They don't really do well with growing players. The players are already amazing before they get there. So, like, a player is going to look good if a player is already good. Like, you yeah. got to grow everyone else around them, which they could not do, and that's why they stayed being sorry. They couldn't grow anyone else. Everybody that came there was already good. That's true. So. That's, Johnson was a beast. Uh, big play Slay was already nice. Like, they don't develop nobody. So. They don't. They just, they lose. So, they pick the best players. Those players be the best, and they either retire early or they leave. <laughs> but even they had uh, uh, Ricky Onslow, like he was a dog, or his career was over fast for the uh, like Nadamikin too. Like they don't know what they're doing at this point. Like, they're trash. They have amazing players that don't amount to wins at all. Yeah. Like it's not even that the Lions are bad that bad. It's just that they just can't get out there. They can't help themselves. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I can't. I want. I honestly, I kind of feel like the Bengals will win, but I want the. the I mean, hey, you got you got a couple weeks. The Super Bowl ain't till next week, so you ain't got to make your decision right now. But if you do make the, your decision, understand that I got the Rams, and I'm not coming off. We, we got the Rams. Don't worry. <laughs> the, the line, offensive line for the uh, Bengals is garbage. And you talk about Aaron Donald. Rams defense? Aaron Donald, yeah. uh, Von Miller. Yeah. And shout out to the Denver Broncos for being trash and giving up Von Miller for uh, two third run picks. But uh, <laughs> and Jalen Ramsey in the back. <laughs> Floyd? Like, they got, they got some dogs, bro. I just don't see, even though the Bengals do have, they have dogs on defense as well, but I just don't see Matthew Stafford making that many mistakes. Um, Cooper Cup is amazing. Odell Beckham looks like Odell Beckham. Uh, I just don't, I just don't see, I just don't see that happening. I just don't see it. It's going to be a good game. I think it's going to be a good game. People are saying it's going to be a blowout. I just don't see that because the Bengals, the good thing about having a young team that's not supposed to be there is that you have nothing to play for. Like, literally, nobody has any faith in the Bengals. So, it could be like the Giants versus the Patriots that one year. So, I got a question. Because you just said the Bengals defense is good, right? Mm-hmm. So, if you're going to take the Rams, let's, we could do, like, a little inside, like, a bet within a bet, right? Okay. If, if you believe that the defense is good, we can go plus minus on Odell Beckham's yards. Well, what would the what would it What's the number going to be? What What is it on DraftKings right now? Is that something you can pull up real quick? Yeah, let me see. Uh, DraftKings. Let's see what they say. I got a number in my head. I want to see what DraftKings say first. Because I'll, I'll take the number right. if you believe in a defense. I'll take the All right, let's see. What's the number first before we see it? I need, I need to know their number to make sure I'm not tripping. Odell only has one. They don't have an over and under for his yards. Oh, man, Odell. They only have that he's going to be the first to score. Really? Mm-hmm. 
Let's look at the Lions. Rams, of course, are favorite. They're playing, quote, unquote, at home. Oh, yeah, they are playing at home. But the Rams don't really have home field. That's true. (laughs) Which is crazy. I don't think they have any, like, specific over and under for a player's yardage or anything like that. Yeah. Oh, wait, hold on. Oh, here we go. 125 yards and one touchdown. For Odell Beckham? Yeah, oh, wait, this, there's multiple for Odell Beckham. Okay. So it's like 100 plus, two touchdowns, or 150. And, uh, well, I don't count. So which man, one? I, I, I ain't had no 100 in me. I ain't had no 100. Odell been averaging like 30 yards a, a game before the last one. <laughs> so I wasn't thinking about no 100. I think they said Eli Apple gonna guard him, so I was just like, he might give him 80, 70. Uh huh. Uh, okay, so what's his plus minus on 100? Um, on 100, hold on. Uh, I guess what is two of them that he has? This one is plus 13. Um, he gets two touchdowns as well. That's plus 1300. And then if him and Cooper and Chase get uh, over 100 each, then that's 15. There's not one for him by himself, like, with just yards, except for 150. That's the only one, and that one's still plus 1,500. Plus 1,500. So I, so I found one that says, this This is the one that I, I, I would like to take, but you might not take it. It's a uh, prop bets, Odell Beckham. 65 and a half minus 115. <clears throat> Let me see. Is that the Super Bowl? Yeah, that's for the Super Bowl. I'll send it to you so you know I'm not lying. I believe you. I believe you. Um, do you 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 want that one? 65? I'll give you 70, bro. I'll give you 70. Even though they they say 65. 70 if he, if he go over, that could be one of one of our bets. I got faith in Odell too, man. Oh, I got faith in Odell too. Well, I thought I you had faith in the Bengals defense. I, I have faith in their defense, but I also got faith that Matthew Stafford is going to get it to him two good times for thirty yards, and he's right there. How many yards do you think Matthew Stafford going to go for? He's been looking kind of hurt in the last game. He looked like he was hurt, so. I would say, and it's a Super Bowl too. I think at least less than two hundred. I mean, three hundred. I think two between two fifty and three hundred. I was gonna say I take over over two fifty, but <laughs> we on the same page. Oh, okay, but we, we we gonna have to figure it out because right now yeah. we both got the Rams. So yeah. I okay, just don't take, uh, I wasn't say Joe Burrow over two fifty. I'll take Jamar Chase over a hundred. Him versus Ramsey. If they're gonna, if the um, Bengals have any chance, he has to get over hundred. Okay. See, I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying to, I'm trying to work a bit. You know what I'm saying? Work with me now. Uh, all right. How about this? How about this? Who will have more touchdowns, Stafford or or Burrow? <laughs> yeah. I'll take Stafford. Okay. Okay, we can do that one then. Okay. We can do that one. I'll take Burrow. I was writing this shit down, and I was marking everything with a K. It, okay. it wasn't working. So uh, on my end, 
all the bets you took, I marked them with a K. And then all the bets I took, because I, I go by Kirk, I was marking them with a K. And then I realized it's not that's not working. It's like <laughs> <laughs> No, you're right. All right. Yeah, so, right. So that so that's the bet. So we got for this week, we have no bet one. We do not have a bet one for this week, but it's until the next episode. You yeah, got the yeah. you got the 76ers, yep. the Nuggets, yep. and Jackson State. Yep. And I have the Pelicans. Yep. Kansas over UT. What's yep. my third? You said that. Did I take the 76ers? Yeah, yeah, you took the Sixers. I think I did. Wait. Oh, you took no, the Nuggets over the Nets, I think. I took the Nuggets. So we both got the Nuggets, and then I got the Pelicans, and I got Kansas. Okay, so one more time, because that was confusing as hell. Ken has the 76ers, Jackson State, and the Nuggets. And the Nuggets. Okay. I have the Nuggets, the Pelicans, and KU. Say less. Yep. And last time you said that the episode is not going to be over an hour again, but here we are at an hour and 17. I did say that, bro. I'm I'm no longer asking questions, bro. When we get to a topic, I am going to <laughs> shut up. I am going to shut up, bro. This is my I'll be like, oh, but what do you think about this? When Ken says next topic, we're going to the next topic. And I will not cuss the entire bet one for next week. I'm not gonna cuss. I'll take the I'll take the over on that. <laughs> I'm not gonna cuss the whole episode. I will take all the money on my bank account and put, the, put that on the <laughs> Easily. Bet, bet. Okay, we're we going to find out. That's 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 another bet one for next week. All right, I'm write it down. The whole episode, bro. All right, we're going to see. Yeah, all right. Uh, you want to send us out this time? Yeah, because you, you did the intro, do the outro. So thank you very much for tuning in, listen to us, go back and forth and talk about a whole bunch of everything because everything we say is important. But of course, uh, follow, like, subscribe. Um, bet one. What's in the What's the Twitter again? Uh, I think it's bet one. Bet, but uh, it might be uh, B E T O N E, and not the number. Okay. I can pull that up real quick. I should probably know that by heart. Say less. Me too. I was but about hey, to say if, it. if you go to Ken's, I know. I think I, you. If it's under the people who follow Ken, so if you go to Ken's, you can go down and you'll see it. It's nice and pink and light blue. Shout out to the homegirl, Marika, who made it on the spot. I called her at, uh, I want to say it was like 12, she, she, she in the uh, Pacific. It was like 12 o'clock, and I begged her. First, I sent her a text message. I was like, hey, you know, like, you are an amazing person. You're just a lovely person, blah, blah, blah. All the nice stuff that you can say to a woman without being creepy while you're married. You got to be respectful at all times. So I said, all the nice stuff that you can say. And then I called her. I was like, she might pick up because it's 12 here. And she picked up the phone and she made it while on the phone. She sent me like five or six different thingies and she got it done. So shout out to Marika. Shout out to black women in general. And also shout out to black men because Kurt is an upstanding black man. He just once again proved black men don't cheat. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much for that. <laughs> but yeah, like I said, thank you very much. And as always, be easy.
the fact that they're none of none of them are bad. They're all three stars or higher. And then you look at the, one of the guys who want to play receiver. He wants to play receiver and cornerback. It's the number one recruit in the nation. Like the number one player in the nation who as a junior in high school before he got hurt had like 20 something touchdowns and 1700 receiving yards. That's a person that you're going to have, like, regardless of you being a year older, he's going to be a problem. And then they brought in the number seven receiver in the nation who, who works, who works. He's a slot receiver. Regardless, he's going to be a problem. And then they brought in Rucker who, who played last year, who's going to be a sophomore this year. Who was who was really like a number two option before he got hurt? So while the other dude was out, he was the number two option. That's somebody you got to compete with. Didn't they have Quay Davis, who was a four star receiver last year, who got a red shirt? He's going to be a problem. Then you got the receiver from South Carolina, who's simply from the SEC. You got the receiver from the University of Miami. It's Miami, nigga. And then you got the receiver who, who's a three-star receiver coming from uh, Indiana University who played with the quarterback in high school. And you're not there. Like that, that's why I believe like in this situation, playing both sports is gonna make you transfer. I you make a very good point. I'm sorry, bro. I, I just thought about it. I just <laughs> I know we're supposed to be doing bets, bro, but I was just like, bro, you you're you're losing your spot. That was a very good point. Cause you want to play on a basketball team with five wins. Yeah. Yeah. I also didn't find the Kansas Texas game. I don't know where I saw that. All right. But, um, but just to, to kind of try to wrap up what you were just talking about. That's no, that's a very good point. If it's that competitive, then I would say, yeah, you should get is it, to me. It's more about the relationship with the quarterback uh -huh. and him getting better in general. I think that relationship the receiver quarterback relationship is very underrated. A lot of people don't really put that much stock into it, but it really changes how you play, especially in a um, in a tied game. Everything's on the line. The quarterback has the defenders breathing down his neck. He just has to chuck it up, throw it up in the air, and hope that the dude gonna be over there. And if they don't have that relationship,